Alright, baby, Leafs talk. J.D. Bunker, Sam McKee. Before we go any further, alright? Before we even start this sucker, take the two seconds to hit the old thumbs up button here wow. on YouTube. Hit and them right between the eyes. Yeah, that's right. That's right, brother. That's that kind of night. I'm here for it. I, I always save it for the end. I always wait until, you know, the curtain closes and then I pander and beg. But this time, I'm saying hit the thumbs up button and leave a comment early. You can also subscribe to this on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, yeah, watch it always on SN Now or uh, or here on the page, wherever you get it. Anyways, um, the Leafs, they lose to the Rangers. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm in the minority here. I thought this was just a tightly checked game. Leafs didn't really have their A-plus effort. They looked like a team that had had some guys battling the flu. Kind of funny that Matthews ripped too mm-hmm. because he's the guy coming off the sickness. Maybe a little bit of a slow step, but two kind of cautious teams. And then the Rangers ended up getting the bounces, maybe outplayed the Leafs, but not drastically enough for me to really feel overly critical about it. How'd you feel about tonight's game? Yeah, I think is a pretty predictable result after you go into their building and stomp them yeah. out on the second half of back to back on the dad's trip. And, you know, the, the way that game went to me, this was a pretty predictable result. They're a really good team. Like they're coming in here. They had won two in a row after that Leafs game. They beat the Ducks who suck, but then they beat the Bruins 2-1, a low scoring affair. Mm-hmm. They come in here and they play a really good team. Their power play, you cannot take penalties against those guys. And nope. the David Camp penalty, uh, you know, as far away from your own net as you possibly can be with your trip, then they score the 4-2 goal in the power play, and that's pretty much a wrap. So that, for me, I mean, it's pretty much the story of the game, the two power play goals they get. I don't think the Leafs had a power play in this game, did they? So, you know, the spe- nope. comes down to special teams, and they win the special teams battle. But like the, the, the thought I had is that, look like two pretty evenly matched teams and that it's good that we can sit here and have the conversations in mid-December that the Leafs are right there with one of the class teams in the East. So I come away from this, you know, feeling a little bad for old Marty, Uh, a couple bad bounces for him tonight, but ultimately I don't feel any worse about this team after watching tonight. I will say that um, I don't view the the bad bounces are are one thing against Mm -hmm. Jones but I did think that there was a couple of pretty bad breakdowns in the third period that were the difference. The one specifically goes in their net, and the other one they completely get away with, which is Connor Timmons just deciding to give a pizza uh, that's going to result in a breakaway. But, you know, let's let's roll the the third goal here, Joe, because to me, this this is it. This is the one, because the bad bounces and the, and the special teams, like, I'm with you, but ultimately we're talking about pucks that hit, like, a pinball machine, 45 different guys. This is the one that if you're this line, I want to see you clean up a little bit. And it's a, it's a, it's just a tough read by McCabe who's back playing his left side. And this is something that I noticed. And I thought was actually one of the bigger themes of tonight. McCabe is back on the left side. It allowed him to make a nice pass to Austin Matthews, where he activated for the second goal. And he ends up being able to be like looking purely into the slot where Matthews is. But I think again, with McCabe back on the left, he was a little bit more of a scatterbrain Jane tonight, you know, like a little bit more jumping up the play, a little bit more aggressive at the line and kind of putting him back on that left side to me anyways. So far, the early return is some of the bad tendencies that he has. That <laughs> You added- couldn't wait. You couldn't wait to get down on McKay. <laughs> I, what are you talking about? I think he's been playing brilliantly. This is just one game that were, I don't think yeah, he, I mean, You were hammering me early over text about him earlier. Like, because it was a bad play by him. Yeah, I think I'm just he saying, was, he's been like one of their best guys for the, like a week. So I think, yes. you know, well, due to his aggressiveness. So I think you can, I think you can excuse him. I think he thought that pass was going to go to Wheeler. So he overreads it. He's stepping up yeah. to go the other way. 
Then he gets to pick player there or whatever. He thinks he has his center support. John Tavares stuck in mud, gets blown by or whatever. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a breakdown for sure, but I am going to let her slide on that one. Yeah. I mean, it cost him the game. It's a bad read that cost him the game. And he made an assist earlier because of that aggressiveness. So you give him, it's just like, this isn't crushing him. This is just simply saying that it's a guy who you're going to kind of have some ups and downs with, with Mm -hmm. the aggressiveness, the aggressiveness at times is going to lead to the goals that, that helped the Matthews one, but they're also going to cost you in big spots like the third goal where, Hey man, you got to make the right read and you can't be jumping the play like that. And so, yeah, McCabe, I think, has on his offside, on his playing on the right side, mm-hmm. it has forced him to kind of tamp down his game a little bit and pick his spots a little bit more because he doesn't jump up into the rush the same way. And I, I was never really thinking about him as like some big offensive defenseman when he came to Toronto. Um, but this is a component that he is trying to bring a little bit more when he is on that other side. So here you see the here you see the plus. But yes, again, you did see the negative with that comfortability later in the game. And like I said, I do think it cost him. I do think it was one of the bigger stories or bigger moments of the game. It was the it was the turning point. Yeah, for sure. They had some chances after it was three two that they could have. Mm-hmm. I think the turning point for me is the is the power play that makes it four two that puts it out of reach. Like mm-hmm. the Leafs come back down from a goal in the third period, no problem with their offensive talent, and that one just felt like it put it away. And it's a terrible penalty by Camp. Like. Yeah. You know, he's digging in the feet. It's a lazy penalty. He trips a guy. And I noticed that the backside ref calls it. The guy standing there right beside it doesn't look at it, which always dress, drives coaches crazy. But it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. Ten times out of ten. Ref, yeah. was staring right at it, not calling it. was crazy. But, yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I liked, I like what you said about McCabe. I think it's fair there. But I think, I think he did get a little pick play run on him as well. So it's a savvy play by a veteran, uh, by, uh, was a wheeler that got him. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. not too bent out of shape and Tavares, you know, he's there in support. He's just got no feet. He's, you know, going back yeah. like that. It's just, it's a bad look. And I didn't like the goal for Martin Jones. He got a close that he could have driven a Mack truck through that five hole. It wasn't pretty. So, yeah, it was, his, it was his first tough one. I will say this though, like Martin Jones in the first period. I thought it was going to be the story of the night. He made 12 saves and a couple of them were difficult ones. He, the first couple of goals that go in on him, I almost wanted to joke. I was trying to tweet like, Hey, that's the only way you can beat Martin Jones is if it goes off of eight guys first. And it just like <laughs> finds its way into the back of the net. That one was a bit of a tough one. Again, it's, it's just a bad breakdown all around from the entire team on that third goal. Mm-hmm. But either way, I just, I, I gotta say again, Martin Jones was a story for me tonight. Calm in the net. Didn't really give up any horrific goal. Like, yeah, say what you will about the last one, the Mack truck that you described. But ultimately, I thought a good, quiet, steady game from someone who I see is playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah, this is how you get 27 wins with an 885 save percentage or 889, whatever he had. Because the coach just keeps trusting to put you back in there because you look fine. Like, goals go in the net on him. Like, there's no question. Four go in tonight. Three of them are not even close to his fault. Like one of them, you know, I was quibbling about, but it's not the end of the world. Goalies are going to let him bad goals here and there, but he just looks comfortable. And he clearly is a very common collected guy that brings trust into the coaching staff that if one bad one goes in, the whole night's not going to fall apart. Like you're not going to be just, you know, worried about where their mental is at when it comes to, you know, your goal. It's the worst feeling you can possibly have as a team when a borderline goal goes in and you're like, oh, is this going to unravel here? Is this going to unravel? Is he not going to feel good? And they clearly trust that that's not going to happen with Martin Jones. That's why he gets back-to-back starts. Like tonight is obviously a night 
I know he gets a shutout against Pittsburgh or whatever, but tonight is obviously a night that if you were alternating goalies, Samsonov gets the net, clearly. Yep. And the fact that they went with Martin Jones tonight is a huge statement to me. I guess they go, they're going down to Buffalo on Thursday. They're playing, yeah, who just is in a 9-4 game with Columbus tonight. I think Columbus hung nine on him so far. I didn't yep. see the final score of that game. So I guess you're giving Samsonov that start. But I, I, I saw nothing from Martin Jones for me that maybe not like him any, like he was good tonight. He's fine. Made some good saves, got some unlucky bounces. One goes in, but yeah, like if I have my druthers and I'm not worrying about getting Samsonov's uh, confidence back up or whatever, I go back with him again. Like I, here, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I was, I was bringing this up on my podcast uh, earlier in the week when I was talking to Myrtle about it, mm-hmm. how there is a case to be made right now, given where you're at in the standings, to let Samsonov get a little bit of run and just tell him, hey, you're the guy. This is your net. Don't be so afraid of the one mistake because he's clearly got, I would say, the higher upside for Marty Jones, right? Of course. Yes. That said, I, okay, this is kind of a dumb take, but it is a little bit of how I felt. I'm like, we didn't, we've had two games now. The Leafs played the Rangers. We didn't get a look at Johnny Quick. I feel like him and Marty Jones and Jonathan Quick at his best was better than Martin Jones at his best, even of though course. Martin Jones, you know, he also carried a team to a Stanley Cup once in his career. Like, th- no question. One guy's a bona fide Hall of Famer. The other guy is, you know, had one good run during his career and yeah. was a solid player, but mostly a backup. Um, in fact, the ring that Marty Jones has is because of Jonathan Quick. But I was thinking, like, maybe he's the other Quick. Maybe he's the other old dog in the net yeah. that's just going to find that career resurgence. But the, the the point I was trying to make with this is that as much of that as much as that case as there is, Sheldon Keith's calling card is not let's play to feelings and let's play to try to help a guy find himself again. This dude's been cutthroat in the net the entire time. He's yeah. been the Leafs coach. He was cutthroat with Freddie Anderson. He was cutthroat uh, with uh, Matt Murray last season. I think that he's been pretty cutthroat with Samsonov this year when he had Joe Wall. Like I would expect that. That trend continues based off of everything that we've seen from this coach. And if Martin Jones continues to outplay Ilya Samsonov, I don't think this is going to be a 50-50 split. No. And, hey, you know, it's like, it's a clear message to me. They didn't give him a multi-year contract. Uh, yeah. Sheldon Keefe is clearly coaching for his job here. Like, if they go out in the first round, new general manager, he's obviously gone. Like he's trying to win games. He's trying to be as high in the standings as he possibly can. He's not here to, you know, rep to repair this relationship with Samsonov. That's going to be a long, fruitful one. This is a pro sports decision by Sheldon Keefe. And you mentioned that Sheldon Keefe cutthroat stuff. And we go back to the, was it the, what was that Amazon series? I forget what it was called. All or we all, failed badly this period no, with the mask on. Was yeah. it all or something? All or nothing. Or, all or something. I'm such yeah, an idiot. Was all or nothing. I talk too much. I'm like, all or something. Great name for a show. Um, but uh, what he's just like, can we get a save on a tip? Like he clearly yeah. hates goalies as much as I do, which I always yeah. respect. Like that's just something for me. And he starts Martin Jones because he's like, oh, he's calm. He's calm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, agree. Start the calm guy. Don't care about anything else. Looks yeah. calm. Looks good. Start him. So uh, Keith's not trying to win a PR battle here. You know, he, like, at some point, at some point, you just, you can't try to repair a guy that looks so broken. You got to try to win hockey games. And it's crazy to say this, but Martin Jones gives you your best chance of that. So there you totally, go. Totally. Um, 
I, I think that's just also Sheldon Keefe. The guy really plays hard. Like you don't end up with having one of the best regular season wins, uh, win records in NHL history yes. without being someone that cares deeply about trying to win every single game. Like mm-hmm. you even think about the other stuff that we've criticized him, right? Hey, play the stars too much, right? Like yeah. stacking the lines too many times, benching, going to short benches. Like these are all the calling cards. Look at this. Um, Look at the the standings right now. And I know we're not like doing too big a picture, but you are not that far behind the Bruins anymore. Like they're at 43 points. You're at 38 points. The the Rangers are at 45 points. Like Mm -hmm. try to be the best team in the division. Maybe get an easier draw in the first round for once. Like win these games. Like, you know, be, you know, maybe get, I don't know who's at the bottom get Washington or get the flyers or get some of these teams that like, aren't quite as strong where you're not going to the meat grinder, having to play Tampa or Florida or Boston or one of these like incredible, get out of the division. There's tons of incentive to win a ton and get up to the top of the Atlantic division. So yeah, totally just agree. play Martin Jones. You're right. Play Martin Jones. And it was Steve Briere who he chin-checked oh, yeah. in that oh, series. Yeah. Can we get a save <laughs> on a tip? I've yeah. never identified more of the coach because you're like, yeah. oh, it's tip, no chance. Yeah. That's you. And I was like. Well, yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah I, it was it was so funny. I, I watched that and he was like, wow, it was rude as hell to Steve Breer. <laughs> the goalie <laughs> coach, you know. Yes. Hey, Sheldon, stick to what you know, bud. <laughs> anyway, uh, Matthews comes off the, yeah. the flu or the bug or whatever. Buddy, I need to get whatever the Leafs players get in terms of the medicine, maybe it's just being healthy, young, yeah, ripped yeah. dudes. Oh, being bro- sick athletes, but it's not yeah. that hard to figure but out. I'm just saying that when I get a cold, I'm out for a week and Matthews has one game off and he comes back and he rips two goals. Good for him, buddy. Yeah. And a uh, really good play by Morgan Riley on that first yes. goal. Charges it all the way up, uses his legs, vintage Riley, good little drop pass. Don't sleep on the finish by Matthews here though. The way that brings his hands in, powers it through the stick there. It was a really nice finish. And the second one, is just, you know, like that's just world class in tight, tiny little position. One of the best goalies in the world, eye to eye, just goes bar down on him. Like it's as good as it gets. And I thought otherwise, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, how I always talk about him coming in waves. And when he's at his best, he's coming in waves. Tonight was a surfing night, buddy. He was waving every time yeah. he came on the ice. He was digging hard, stick lifting. Like he's never going to fully hit guys. And, you know, he gets, like, credit for a lot of hits that aren't really hits because he, like, rubs a guy out and, you know, lifts his stick or whatever. But it doesn't – it's not like a quote-unquote big hit. But the way he uses his, like, his ass, for lack of a better term, and then gets the stick in there, he really is, like, devastating with that when he's on. And tonight, again, he was on. This has been a bunch of straight games for him looking really good. Basically, since Keith called him out, he's been excellent. So. Give credit to Keith, I guess, or I guess maybe give credit to Matthews for trying again. I, I don't know who to give credit here for, but another excellent night for Matthews. Yeah, I think some of it you're giving credit also just to regression from the mean. Is that the guy who's a nasty sniper is going to start to pick corners a little yeah, bit Yeah, when more the puck lands sniper. on a stick in the slot, yeah, they end yeah. up in the net. When, when he has two perfect chances like he did tonight that yeah most of the time he's gonna he's gonna finish those and you still feel like he's the guy in the nhl that you want in that spot i'm glad you brought up morgan riley though because oh man i think quietly leading into this game as as well as the Leafs have been playing and i don't think morgan riley's been playing poorly or anything but early on in the year you know you and i were talking about how this guy was the leafs mvp and i was wondering if he was starting to drag a little bit and if the minutes were starting to take an effect Mm-hmm. thought you saw his gap control drop off a little bit. Some just uncharacteristic plays. 
a guy that felt like he had the world on his shoulders from a minute standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, tonight, he was brilliant. Like, this was his best game in a, in a long while. Like, he breaks up a pass that I thought was going to be, like, maybe the pivotal moment in the game in the third period. But, yeah, just head up all night, snapping passes, jumping mm -hmm. up in the rush, great skating, great gap control, good with puck battles tonight. I, I just thought Riley was everywhere, blocking shots, gets the, the pretty point. Good for Morgan Riley. I, I think that, like, Matthews ends up scoring two goals. But yeah. I, I think that there's a pretty strong case that Morgan Riley was their best player tonight. No, he was really good. Really, really good. And, you know, I think he did – what did he finish? I wouldn't have been a minus because they were – they had a pup. He was a – he was zero on the yeah. plus minus, and he had one point. So, yeah, yeah, good play. Good. I, you know, I just think he's one of the more breathtaking guys to watch skating the puck in the league when he's on. Like, there's just – there's few things I enjoy more in a Leafs game. Like, they have a lot of great skill. But if I were to power rank my favorite skills in the Leafs, his yep. skating ability with his head up, bringing the puck out of the zone is one of the best things. Like he really is beautiful at it. And it's been a calling card of his whole career. That's obviously why he was drafted there. It's been, it's just, his skating is amazing. And he's in his prime of primes right now. And it's just like tonight, just absolutely buzzing. The play he makes to Matthews, like I said, yep. just beautiful stuff. It's like, that's number one defenseman, offensive defenseman type of thing. So great game from Riley. Anything else from you? Um, yeah, I you know I don't know if you noticed it tonight at all, but I thought Bertuzzi is just battling so hard every game now. Like I just really feel like he is working so hard, and he's not really getting rewarded for it. I know he got three assists against the the Penguins on point night or whatever, but tonight he is just takes a beating. Like he's around the net constantly. Like I really we've talked about how we're not really familiar with them, and we're still kind of getting to know him. And it's like, I really feel like I'm getting into a comfort zone with him where I know what he is. And like, he's just, he is a pain to play against. I, I thought he was much more of, I don't know, scrappy or in people's faces. Cause maybe, Cruiser. I don't know. Yeah. Someone like, that, there, has, yeah. there hasn't been a ton of that, but like, I just, you know, remember early in the year when he speared the goalie right in the, yeah. in the junk and he started a huge brawl or whatever Gio was in it. There hasn't been a ton of that. But he is a pain in the offensive zone. Don't love him in the defensive zone, and that was always part of the calling card with him. But in the offensive zone, man, he is heavy on sticks, slashing at pucks, good hand-eye, really, really like him in the offensive zone, and I like him on that line. Without them getting any points tonight, I thought they had a lot of chances. I thought they could have had a couple goals tonight. thought so, too. Tavares did have the awkward moment where he celebrated a goal. That was a I hate. That's got to be. He does that a little bit. Where uh, was, I've noticed that was, that that was Josh Donaldson hitting it to the warning track, throwing his bat. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, yeah. we've seen that compilation, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a great compilation. Yeah, the Donaldson, the Yankees, yeah, where he yeah. brings yeah, his shoulder it. over and it's like it's like a guy catching it in center field, can of corn. Yeah, I know it's it's so weird. I, I think maybe part of it has to do with the way Donaldson left. I actually went over it today on my pod because I talked about most unwatchable teams. Mm, uh, I heard I that. Said, I that great, hey, great topic. Yeah, 2015 Leafs were the most unwatchable of the Leafs for me. That was the Horacek year. That was just the season 20, from hell. Isn't 2015 the year they tanked with Babs? Wasn't yeah, 2014? No, oh, 2014-15. No. 15-16 yeah, was 15, Babs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was the year that Carlisle got fired. They brought in Horacek and the team just quit yeah, 18 on 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler. Yeah. And man, this this year, that year anyways, mm -hmm. it's like... Their, their top four guys in scoring were Bozak, Kadri, Kessel, and JVR. But after that, it was a three-way tie between uh, Peter Holland, Mike oh, Santorelli, oh, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> I'm blanking on. Oh, Richard Panic. It's like that was there. Yeah. I had some Holland conversations. I had some Holland conversations. I would care to be wiped I off the earth. Oh, I yeah, like. I, I, I like. I I like this guy's got to play first line center. This guy's got to get some shifts up there. I was into it. I was into it. No. So, yeah, that was. Uh, listen, yeah, it's you know, we talk about the Leafs. We get pissed off about the Leafs or whatever. That's a good wake up call once in a while. Where you're well, like, yeah, imagine doing least talk after those games. No, yeah, I don't think we did. I don't, you know what? They wouldn't put the resources when there. Daniel Winnick was great in the dot. <laughs> Daniel Winnick had the last, hey, you, you had the gotta last, give you gotta yeah. give Winnick credit. Uh, he, he no, had the last 40 how a hat trick yeah. before Nyes did 2015 was the last one before uh, before oh, Nyes had one the other night. So, pretty uh, good for him. And to close, to oh, close on the Bertuzzi. Yeah, it was just I think that that the first game that he showed up and the way that he was agitating and taking the penalties and and everyone knew that the one of the if you want to talk about things we thought about Bertuzzi before he came with the Leafs was that he was a bad penalty taker, that he's going to take a lot of bad penalties all year long. And we probably haven't talked about it enough, but it's been a good boy. He you know, did like, at the start of the year, take a couple Dumbo stick ones. And did. I was like, oh, it's happening here. It's happening yeah, here. He did. But I'm just saying that I think we sort of expected him to be like bigger bunting where he was yeah. going to annoy teams and teams were going to be scrumming it with him. And he was going to be yeah. John with guys all the time. And mm-hmm. there was going to be double minors, you know, like just just stuff like that. And instead, it's. No, he's he's just he's got a little bit more of a quiet demeanor, a quiet game to him, but it's still a heavy game and it's a good game. Um, how many how many pims does he even have this year? Well, I know he he's yeah, 14 penalty minutes. And Ben, I feel like he got all of those in the first two weeks that he played here. A hundred percent. So like so anyway, it's just a little I've been sitting on that one. I've been sitting on that one like I've been sitting on the Ovechkin stuff, but now the Ovechkin um, stuff's getting big. So I had to. That's all the segment scored this week or what? No, he's gone 13 games without a goal. Good. I know. Keep it going, one, Obi. One even strength goal this year, bud. Washed. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah, there two you go. Empty netters. Yeah, see, I know the team. I know the guy. Ten, 10 of those 14 were in the first three games. So there you yeah. go. Like I said, I've been sitting on that one for a while, but yeah, Bert, Bertie's been a good boy. <laughs> been very, a very, yeah, very yeah. good boy. Uh, Bertie's been a good boy. Uh, okay, last thing for me is just simply mm. this. Uh, they honor Tavares. Good for him. Whatever. Like everybody already did it. We spent two weeks talking about Tavares before the Islanders game and then a whole week after the Islanders game. So I had a little bit of Tavares fatigue. I'm not going to apologize for that. Like I'm sure there's some sensitive person in the chat right now. It's like, that's our captain. Woo hoo hoo. Uh, It was just weird that they did it multiple games after. So I checked in on why that was. I asked, I asked a couple insiders and people didn't know. I checked in with somebody who would know. And they said there was the one that worked for his, his wife and his family so that's the one they picked all right that's a good reason i, mean, I guess it's <laughs> not you know it's not like it's not like rocket science here <laughs> well i i was told people didn't know no oh, so i do whoever gave you the good intel yeah, probably kipper that yeah. no, wasn't even kipper <laughs> i was just yeah. I, you know i checked in with somebody and they said it was just because that's the one that's family picked so anyways i wasn't upset breaking, about news, it. breaking news on leaf stock tavares's family picked tonight I wasn't upset about it. I just felt like multiple games after you do it, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, ah, all right. Like they needed time for somebody to paint that wonderful painting. <laughs> yeah. 
they had to get Van Gogh in there to finish off the. Page. You know, you know what it reminded me of a little bit is you know when girls in university were like, "It's my birthday week." It's my birthday <laughs> week. <laughs> like, no, you get one birthday, okay? Uh, like, it's wrap it up. It's it's the following Thursday. Yeah. We're 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 moving on. I didn't see the I like. My original thought of why they didn't do it, I was like, well, they don't want to do it in Columbus, the first game no. back. They no. they they don't want to give old Doobie the satisfaction was the first second yeah. thought I had. And I wish that was the case, but it's no. just the one they picked. But yeah. um so yeah, so tough one for the I, I thought they could have been better tonight. I thought they could have won this game. A couple bounces go their way, but yeah. Sure. Johnny T, thousand points. Did you see our debate that we had today? People got pissed off at me. Hall but if he's, a, if he's a hall, he's still got tons of time left in his career. Just wait, just wait. It's like, well, I literally talked about the lease for two hours. They're honoring him for a thousand points. You think it's a fair conversation that we can have? Buddy, you just got to do what I do. And that's you. As soon as you see a mouth breather, just auto mute. Nah, no, it's just like let them mute I, into the void forever. I like the mouth breathers. Need them. Um, I just the second I get one of those where it's like, why are we talking about this? I'm like, yeah, goodbye. But no. do you think, do you think he's a hall of famer? He will be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I, I will tell you that, like, I, I my, my take is with Tavares is very simple. It's like he, if he takes a huge haircut on his next deal with the Leafs. Yeah. And he can be a, you know, close to a point-ish a game winger who yeah. wins some draws for you, you know, wins some big draws but ultimately kicks out to the wing, but decides as a someone who, because like on his next deal with the salary cap going up, I don't know, man, he's still going to be able to make like seven sheets a year, like six and a half sheets a year. Like I think it's yeah. Open market on a short-term contract, dude, think about yeah. it. the cap by the time it, he gets to free agency is going to jump up by what it's, it's going up 3 million next year, 4 yeah. million next year. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's like, that's not that far down the road. Dude, it's, it's not yeah. this, it's this year and next and it's done, right? I like, know. it's like, it's only going to go up five. You think it's going to go up another 5 million the next year? I think it, it's going to go up by the time Tavares hits free agency. Mm-hmm. The cap will have gone up at the very minimum, another 7 million bucks between the next two years. And so, yeah, I think that for Tavares, if you want to sign him, because what, he's 33 right now, 34, 34. Yeah. Yeah, so he'd be 36 years old, maybe not, maybe five and a half or something like that. But still, he'll be the most valuable player out of anybody that's taken the hometown discount. Like Gio turned down, you know, a couple million bucks, mm-hmm. which is big. Like all oh, due yeah. respect to Gio, right? Uh, Spezza turned down essentially nothing. Like Spezza Oop. turned down an extra couple, like hundred thousand dollars maximum, right? Who's like that? he came here. I don't remember that. Yeah, name. what's yeah, that name? But <laughs> if Tavares decides to take, you know, a true hometown discount. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, and they win. Well, I think that's going to just cement his legacy as one of the most popular Leafs of all time. Like, that's what people care about here is how much will you sacrifice monetarily to try to help the team win it if he's the first to do it. How many years is this? this is fifteen? Yeah, but they expect it to be a ninety-two million dollar cap for twenty-five, okay. twenty-six. But they've won. Uh, they've they've he's played fifteen years, I guess now, right? Would that be correct? Or a little less than that? Fourteen, thirteen. Anyways, however many years he's played, he's got 55 playoff games played. Yeah. It's a low, low number. Yeah. Right? And it's like you look at with the Leafs, it's like that's the case against them. It's just like there's not a lot of playoff success, right? So it's yeah, crazy. But that's I will, such a low number. It's such a low number. 
Anyways, but I will say that with those Islanders teams, bro, like you have to give the context of, of course, okay, he he choked, he's choked many times the Leafs, but he got hurt in the Montreal series, and then he he was on those Islanders teams. Like, look at the dudes he got paid. You know, like Matt oh, Molson. Yeah. That Josh that was Bailey, John, that was John Tavares and the Scrubs for yeah. years on the island, and so I, I think that he gets a little bit of reprieve from that. But you know, ultimately. I, I just think like he'll he'll probably make the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. you see some of the guys that get in, and I, I just think that at the end of his career he'll finish with over twelve hundred points, and you know he'll probably stack up on those playoff numbers. But the big one for me is going to be John Tavares' Leafs legacy. What will it be? Because right now I think that most of the market was unbelievably excited when he first came here, and he knocked the doors off of everybody. He was incredible, but then the rest of the resume since that first season has been pretty meh outside of the huge goal against Tampa last year. And if you want to talk about like beloved Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. like I'm not even joking. Do you think like died in the wool, older Leaf fans love Ty Domi more or John Tavares? <laughs> like it's not close. It's Ty Domi in a landslide. Like it's, it's non-comparable even like, like yeah. this guy is not a beloved. I, I think that Ma- says more about the market than it does about the player. Whatever. I, I do you think Alexander McGillney is more loved or John Tavares? Uh, I'm just saying, like a tough one. It's a good question. I'd say Tavares. I'm just saying that once he takes the haircut on the deal and he decides to run it back with the team, if that becomes the thing and he takes a monster pay cut Mm. and everybody knows it, this fan base is going to go bananas for him. And if they turn that into success, they're always going to be able to point to that and say, Tavares led the way with doing this. And maybe he wasn't the best player. wasn't the same guy anymore, but man, he led the way with taking the less money and blah, 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 blah. No, nope, that's my prediction. No, I, and I think I don't picture him playing anywhere else. Really? No, no. Like no, he's, he's like, he's, he's definitely going to sign here again. That's what I think too. And that's why I think that he's got to look at it and be like, man, I made a ton of money in my career. And it's just, it's tough to tell someone to leave. Like I said, this isn't, this isn't Mark Giordano leaving, you know, 2 million on the table. This isn't Jason Spezza leaving nothing on the table. This is like, I'm talking, this guy could be leaving, you know, 10 million bucks plus on yeah. the table. That's. I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> i just tell you right now. I would be packing up my family and I'd be moving to somewhere else. Like I would not And heading to the, heading to play for the Coyotes in their new arena. Yeah. New yeah. signing, John Tavares. Like Jobo just put in there. He's made $95 million in his nice. career. It's like, you know what's better than $95 million? $105 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better believe it, baby boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, again, hit the thumbs up. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at uh, Sam A. McKee. And we will see you on Thursday night. Uh, against a lesser opponent, against the Sabres. We'll see you then. Sabres.